Hey everybody, Dave here. Just wanted to jump in before the podcast started to let you guys know that we've had some technical difficulties with our recording. Our mixer is on the fritz, so the audio that you're getting this week and next week is straight from our recorder. It's a little less refined, it's a little more big room sounding. So we apologize, but we wanted to give you the content that you are asking for. So here's our breakdown of season one, episode two. Enjoy. I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Downton Abbey. The Titanic sank. Aboard it were two Crawley cousins. Who are the Crawleys? They're the family we care about in this show. Who else do we care about on this show? Our new friend, Mr. Bates. He's a clumsy footman, and he just started his job. We saw a mysterious man receive a letter at the end of the episode, and that's all we know. Let's jump into episode two. Me and my cousins, and you and your cousins, it's alive, the is running in my cousins and you and your cousins I can feel it coming Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for season one series one, episode two yeah. of Downton Abbey Ready for this uh, So, last episode we uh, we left a few questions uh, in the air uh, that we didn't answer while recording um, that we uh, want to circle back around on because uh we kept thinking about them. We didn't uh, stop. No, no. So when we found out that the heir uh, to Downton Abbey had died, we, we wondered how many British people actually died on the Titanic. Well, apparently 327 uh, British people were on the Titanic, and uh, 223 of them died. So uh, That's a lot. So that's l- the majority. That's, that's two-thirds. That's two-thirds. Uh, I mean, their cousin, he must have been in first class, in first class... 44% survived, so he had better chances there, but... Uh, still still not enough. D- yeah, he did not make it, so... Yeah, it's fair to assume that, you know, this air, you know, a British person who they knew had died on there. Okay, well, we got that. What, what else? What else did we ask and we, not answer? We asked uh, a pretty basic one. What is an Abbey? And I, don't, I, I didn't do any of this research, so this is a surprise to me hearing these things. Okay, well, according to Wikipedia... Uh, an abbey is a complex of buildings used by members of a religious order under government under the governance of an abbot or abbot. abbot. An abbot or abbot? Abbess. 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 Yeah, yeah. We don't need to know what those are. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, apparently, these these buildings uh, in 1538 there was a dissolution of the monasteries, which meant that these lands opened up for the wealthy to purchase. So that's how the Granthams came to inherit what we know as Downton Abbey. So they bought it from priests. Essentially, yeah. Okay. And then a whole bunch of sinning went on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Downton Abbey. All right. Was that our last question? We only two for this. I, I mean, mean, those were the two biggest questions. There wasn't much else to, to answer on. That's Well, that's good. I mean, I feel like this is going to get worse and better and worse and better, depending on what episodes have things going on. Yeah. So... We left the story 
Mm-hmm. We saw the air. Yep. We know who he is now because of episode two. Cousin. Yes. Matthew. Matthew shows up. Uh, funny. So Dan Stevens plays Cousin Matthew. We all know him from the Beauty and the Beast film that came out this year. He, mm-hmm, he, he mm-hmm. spoiler alert, is the Beast, and he's a handsome man, uh, as it reveals at the end he's of the a, movie. He's the beauty. I haven't seen the movie, but I just saw what he looked like in the movie. He's like, oh yeah, they really made him look handsome in there. He's not quite as handsome when he shows up on Down oh, he's, he's He's a little doughy. Yeah, that was my first reaction. Is like he's, he's got a little pudge on him. He's got a little, little bit of pudge. Uh, according to him, he used to drink back in the day uh, pretty heavily when he was on Down Abbey, and well, you know, credit to him for getting his act together. He he looks great now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's a handsome man. Oh, he's got the blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay, another. And before we move any further, <laughs> okay, I, that this, was, we we figured out this thing about Down Abbey looking at the Wikipedia page. That episodes take place months and months apart. So, so episode one ends with them reaching out to the Crawleys to extend an invitation to come to the Downton. And the first the episode, Abbey. Yeah, and the first episode takes place in March or April. This April nineteen twelve. And the second episode is September. September. Yes. So this guy just gets. He takes his sweet time. Yeah, he's like, I got something that may change my life. Let me sit on that for a minute. <laughs> oh, this will change our lives drastically. But I need to wrap up months of work. Yeah, which leads us to the next thing is he has a job. He, he, mm-hmm. He's a lawyer, uh, which mystifies Lord Grantham. Yes. <laughs> like, why does he have a job? Well, that's why he hasn't shown up for five months, <laughs> Grantham. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got cases. Yeah. He's, cases on cases. He is busy. He's, a bus- he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, that's the big commotion of the, this episode, uh, episode two, is... Cousin Matthew making his presence known out down, at Down Abbey, and uh, similar to Bates, people don't like him. <laughs> he he's not. He sticks off. out. Yeah, he doesn't want to abandon his old lifestyle. No, no, he 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 wants to do things for himself. He he's his own man. Uh, he's his own businessman, and uh, <laughs> it, it it ruffles some feathers. Yeah, and also ruffling feathers is his mother Isabel. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the widow who of a doctor, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she's working, you know, she comes in hot and she wants to work at the hospital. She wants to be involved. <laughs> I love this, you know, when you start dating someone, you know, there, there, there comes that time where families have to meet each other. I don't think in any relationship is there an issue with the mother wanting to help with the hospital <laughs> causing a problem in relation, familial that's relations. Like a, that's, that is a first world problem of September 1912. <laughs> yeah, only back then. And... Uh, Perhaps disappointing to us who both had uh, the Dowager as mm-hmm. one of our top characters in our power rankings last week. Yeah. Um, Isabel and the Dowager butt heads a lot right out the gate. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, the Dowager comes on strong, but she just kind of like, yeah, she, she's not ready for this. Like, so There's consistency of character at the very least in the Dowager. Yeah. She does not want things changing in Downton Abbey. No, no, no. But she does. She does want uh, Mary to get married, uh, perhaps to cousin Matthew. Right. Much to the chagrin of Mary, because uh, we're going way out of order here. But Cora reveals to Mary like the doubt. It's a dowager's idea for this to happen, and Mary's like, "What?" <clears throat> it's like, "Nice job, Cora, just throwing under the the dowager under the bus." Like, I know we'll come back around to this in the power rankings, but not a good week to be the dowager. No, not at all. Also. Perhaps the most important character debut of this episode that we have yet to talk about. Oh man, I know I know Matthew's an important character, but yeah, Mr. Molesley shows up. 
<laughs> a very inauspicious debut for Mr. Mosley. Just a dope. <laughs> I don't. That's a little harsh. At this, at this juncture of the series, he's just like a, a a dud of a man who just wants to do his job and service. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's so simple. He just wants to service Matthew. Matthew's like, <laughs> no. And this guy's beside himself. <laughs> He just gets like it's every corner he wants to do his job. It's like we don't we don't need you right now, Mosley. Get out of here! And, and, and like the funny thing is, Thomas is upset about this because he's like, I should have that job. I should have that job where Mosley's doing nothing. But he wants the he wants the prestige, right? Thomas, right? Thomas, our friend from the previous episode, who is hmm, hmm, sniveling. Yeah. The rat man. But, but Mosley's like such a chump, like, there's nothing to be upset about, man. Like, you don't want that. He, I mean, he's got a, he's got a bit of an episode, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, we have some stuff with, uh, Miss O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, she gets shot, shot at by Cora. Because she's like, she's, she's, so, so, okay, starting from the top, Matthew shows up, and the way the episode presents it, like, they frame it rather imposingly, like, this is, like, this new force in the house, it's going to upend things, like, the, the, the camera work and everything makes it seem like this is something, like, different in the house, and O'Brien is just talking trash about this guy, uh, just because, like, oh, yeah, they're just from the, the regular town, why should we respect them? And Cora's like, you know your role and shut your mouth, O'Brien. It's pretty heavy. Yes, it is. And she, yeah, she gets put in her spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss O'Brien, that she's she's scheming. She's the schemer of the week. But she, yeah, she's not getting too much done yet. <laughs> no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Also, what else did we see in this episode? Oh, we have. I, I think we, we're actually we haven't gotten to the most important thing in this episode. I don't know if we should save it or we should get to it now. Is there anything else? I mean, this episode does seem kind of like a... Oh, uh, I, I thought... Of, I forgot Do we want to cut right to the chase and get right to the meat and potatoes of this episode? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Carson? Yeah. No, I, I was... I watched this episode before you and I was saying, man, just wait for the Carson piece, man. I, I completely forgot about this. And, and it proves how Downton Abbey is both extremely fun and entertaining and extremely forgettable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot that this happened. And it's so absurd. <laughs> Like the so early in the episode, you see Carson making shifty eyes, hoping no one catches catches him. And it's like, what could Carson possibly be up to? This foot, not foot, the footman. He's a uh, the top butler, Thomas. I, I forget what Carson's position actually is. He's in, he's in charge or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I mean, he's so. There's not there. There shouldn't be any drama with this guy. He's he, he's just a regular old man. And as we come to find out, he has a hidden past as a as a performer, uh, like a juggler and dancing, singing. Yeah, it's like a like a pre vaudeville. The charming Charlies, cheerful Charlies. The cheerful Charlies. Cheerful Charlies. And he's blackmailed for this. This is how forgettable this plot line is. He's black, but it, no, it is it is the ultimate B plot because at the end of the episode, you care the most about the cheerful Charlies. Oh yeah, yeah. Carson is so ashamed of his past of singing and dancing. Which I would love to have that as a secret past. <laughs> like, He's like, he is absolutely just annoyed, mortified that this secret will come out. And it's, so it's funny how this develops. Like the other Charlie shows up at the house and he's and Bates answers the door and he's like, "Oh, I get Grantham." <laughs> it's like, who the hell are get you? The, get the head of this house. Yeah, yeah. I need to talk to this man right now. 
and he's like asserting himself as if like he's gonna get like some big like payout or whatever. And then Grantham's just like, I'll throw you money, but get out of here. Who are you? And Carson's ashamed. It's just a silly scene, and it comes like, I don't know, it's like 15 minutes left in the episode, and it's just like, it's this weird confrontation. Yeah. Like Anna and Mr. Bates are like put in this position to like keep this man at bay. Right. And then we find out he's a juggler or a clown or something. Yeah, and it resolves itself way before the end of the episode. It's just a thing that happens. And Mr. Yeah, Lord Grant was like, what, what, who cares? Yeah. It's like, I didn't want to, to disparage the name of this, this house. He, re, he really, Carson thinks he's going to lose his job because he juggles. Right. And th- to be honest, this actually does change my point of view on Carson. I always thought he was like a respectful, respectful, like up-kept man. Like, you know, he's just very much like... Just a very responsible guy. But knowing that this about his past, though, it's like, oh wow, he was like a silly man at one point. Silly man. I mean, I mean, a juggler. A jug, a juggalo. <laughs> he was. A, he put on the face paint. He was. He donned the paint. <laughs> a fan of insane clown posse, uh, Carson. Anything else? I'm looking at this. Uh, I want to big up to uh, Downton Abbey Wiki. The yeah. DowntonAbbey.wikia.com. Thank you guys for making this for us to use. Uh, there, there's a. Uh, Hubbub about Gwen downstairs. Oh, Gwen. Uh, Rose Leslie, uh, or Egret from Egret, Game of Thrones, yeah, if you can't <laughs> place who she is. In my notes, I have Egret written down. Redhead. <laughs> she's learning to read. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's got something something as a foot with her that we don't all get all the way explained in this episode. No, no. But uh, it's a big deal for her to learn to read, because these people are expected to stay downstairs, but she doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that is what it is. That's I mean, pretty much the entire that, uh, that, thing going on there. What, what, let, let's, uh, we've been jumping around. I think we have not given enough time to, to the hospital. Oh, the ha- hospital. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, so Lady Crawley, the mother, she... she Isabel. Isabel. Yeah, we should call her by her name, Isabel. She <laughs> has her own, own ideas on how to treat people. Uh, so they go to, and we, we're introduced to Dr. Clarkson, I believe? Yeah. Who's, who's a, a major, major, like figure throughout he, the series yeah, yeah he's like a he's like a third or fourth tier but the top of that like if he if they wanted him to be a main guy mm-hmm. just give him a little boot and he would have been yeah, yeah but he, he plays he his is. part yeah and uh violet or violet geez that's the dowager isabel sees this guy who's dying mm-hmm. and she thinks about this radical Thing Groundbreaking to way to save him. And would just like suck the fluids out. Like, it's well, like a well, turkey baster. Well, right? not just do that, but inject him with adrenaline. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. She's very much like, let's get this guy roided up and everything. Like, and then adrenaline. We, the dowager is like, absolutely not. You're crazy. You are, we are not doing this. And lo and behold, what happens? Uh, it works. Yeah, it works. After and after, and after the, the guy's nearly di- dead. Like, oh, he's he's like on death's door. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's try this. It. Yeah. And then like the dowager is put. Firmly in her place right. as Isabel is the champion. And Clarkson's like, I'm going to do this forever and ever now with my patience. And they, they do, one thing that I think Downton Abbey doesn't try to do often is is really show us the, the class difference and the accountability of being a mm-hmm. high class person. I think this episode really did a very good job of telling us like, you know, these rich people really do have a lot of control over the community. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the Dowager would have let this this man with a wife and kids die mm-hmm. just for, because she doesn't want things to change in the hospital. Pomp and circumstance. Yeah. How about that, Dowager? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Speaking of pomp and circumstance, the, the showstopper scene in the episode may have been the, the dinner scene again. Like, the episode one, the big dinner, the dinner had the huge showdown between 
of uh, Duke and Grantham. This one, it's just Matthew making a scene of like people just disagreeing with him. Uh, you know, he talks about, he, oh, he likes to go riding. And then they're like, oh, do you like to hunt? And he's like, no, I don't hunt. <laughs> it's like, and then everyone's like, this is just unusual behavior. And it's like, the guy doesn't like want to kill animals. Well, more mean? of a disconnect between these these charmed uh, Granthams and Matthew Crowley. Yeah, yeah. What reason is there to really hate this guy? One thing about that scene mm-hmm. that did, uh, I wrote it down in my notes. Yeah. Is we have a really good line from the Dowager when Cousin Matthew is talking about how he wants to live. They want him to be in the, they want him to, do they want him to be in proper Downton, the yeah. manor? Yeah. But he wants to live in this, he wants to spend like the weekends at Downton and work during the week. <laughs> Keep so his the, job going. So the Dowager straight up says, what is a weekend? Yeah. Like what? You want to talk about disconnect? What is a weekend? <laughs> like, think about, and he, he's just like, it's Saturday and Sunday. It's those the church day and the day before church. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, this, the, Julian she, Fellows, man, he dropping the bomb. Because like, Dowager every day is a uh, weekend for her. Oh yeah, all life is a weekend. But meanwhile, you know, Matthew's out there earning his keep, working, and uh, that just dismays Grantham so much. It, uh, enough to yeah, just make him for a really awkward dinner. Another very awkward dinner. No, no, nobody's getting like put in their place in this one though. No, because no. they are. They're trying. To, they're they're trying to work Matthew in there because they they want him to end up with Mary because they want to keep it in the family. They want their daughter to sleep with their cousin. <laughs> Clearly, yes. But, but uh, yeah, uh, it's little, little tenuous at the moment. Yeah, it is. But meanwhile, while that's going on downstairs, we have the most bizarre thing going on where Daisy is attracted to Thomas, sniveling <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, the little rat. Little rat man. <laughs> I don't think he's handsome. People think he's handsome. He's a handsome man. I guess he's handsome, but I guess it's his pointy nose and his manner. He's just classically handsome. He's tall, got the dark hair, uh, clean cut. Maybe it's, I've watched so much Downton Abbey. I know, like in the butler outfit, he's just a punk. He's like not. Yeah. It's like you know, like a, a, the most handsome garbage man in the world is still a garbage man, and you're still gonna think he's a garbage man. No offense to our garbage man listeners out there. All offense to the, you're still you're a garbage man. Man, okay. <laughs> but but the, hey, if you if you want to hit us up if you're a garbage man, come talk about this on the episode. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. But Daisy is attracted to Thomas, and there's a scene where they perform the grizzly bear because she's reading about the newest dance craze, and the grizzly bear is the dance where they make grizzly hands at each other and then they embrace and they're dancing and everything but william has a thing for daisy and she's too hung up on this evil <laughs> conniving thing. scheming yeah scuffling <laughs> yeah always scuffling piece of trash thomas. thomas yeah it's like come on and he doesn't william then like he gets shouted at by uh carson earlier oh yeah, he pops a seam in his in his jacket right yeah yeah because he's playing the piano like Okay, stop playing the piano, okay? You need to work. At the same time... Just, like, do they work all the time? Yeah. What are their breaks? Do they, they get, like, a, a union break? Are they... I don't, can they smoke? I know Thomas, like... It seems like Thomas is always going to smoke... With O'Brien. Yeah, it's just like he's going to smoke a cigarette and just, like, hang. Do, do they have time to get the seams sewn in their jackets? Like, is that realistic? And, like, why... What time relative to what their job duties were was it where it's inappropriate to be playing the piano and doing the grizzly bear? Right. Yeah, only who knows. And we also see, in regards to Daisy, mm-hmm. we get a little more of a look into her relationship with her maternal figure. 
Patmore? Miss Patmore. Uh, a lot, a lot of shouting. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, being mean. Yeah, no, I copied down one of the quotes uh, that Patmore says to Daisy, and uh, she says, "I would knock you down and serve your brain as fritters." Like that's just that would qualify as abusive language in today's <laughs> workforce. Like that, that's just... that's a yeah, that that is definitely a fireable offense. Yeah, yeah. And Mrs. Patmore, like, we are never led to believe that she's great at her job either. She cooks well, I think. She cooks well, but they never emphasize, like, great job, Miss Miss Patmore. Or maybe it's just because I haven't watched the show in so long. Yeah, I mean, whenever they show some food that she makes, I'm like, I kind of want to eat that. Yeah, so. Daisy's making it. Yeah, she is helping out with that. That's true. It just seems like a mean aunt that adopted a kid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She doesn't want to deal with her, but it kind of has her there. And we have that, you know, like, between her getting, like, torn up by... By Patmore and William getting torn up by Carson and like picked on. Mm-hmm. It's like and and it's it just like that's a hostile. That's a hostile basement. Yeah, it's not a pleasant working situation there. I mean, then, just based on the first episode with how they treat treat Bates, like who would want to work at Town Abbey realistically? Yeah, and speak, unless speak, you, unless you ask Carson because like it's the greatest honor to a, serve. It's him. the greatest honor to be a a butler, That'd a be, reformed <laughs> juggler. <laughs> or he he left the insane clown posse behind. To be the head butler. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to Photoshop Mr. Carson with, with the, like clown with juggalo paint. Oh, my gosh. Also in this episode that we we, we get more of Mr. Bates mm-hmm. and Thomas's the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, we see a lot of, like, shots getting taken. They're just, like, I, I feel like it's essentially, like, Twitter app messaging each other in between several <laughs> other tweets. Yeah. He's just like, he, Mr. Mr. Bates is a punk. And then Bates is like, shut up. And, every, and they continue on with their day. Yeah. And then they do it again like three hours later. It's like, Mr. Mr. Bates is a gimp. And they're like, shut up. <laughs> and every scene ends with like a sideway glance at each other. They're just glaring, just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would too if I was Thomas. Yeah, I mean, they're in close quarters there. and uh, He took the job that you wanted. Right. And he's not getting the the job for Matthew that goes to Mosley. So, yeah, but Mr. Bates does. I mean, he has a good he has a good episode though too. He yeah. does kind of overcome once again with helping out with this other Charlie fellow. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he keeps him at bay. Um, but I think that's it in terms of notes. I know we kind of blazed through this episode, but aside from Matthew showing up, that's like the biggest you know thing that happens here. I mean. There's some, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the synopsis. I have a couple other, like, minor notes. Let's get to it. My, the, this is the first episode where we proper hear the theme song. Oh, right. With uh, the, another fan favorite character, Isis. Oh, Isis. Come. Uh, I, Isis with the, the wagging tail at the beginning. You know, yeah, like, oh, a, a dog butthole. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's PBS, man. You can show that if you I'm want. I'm looking at the wagging tail. But, uh, you, you know, this is what an inviting show. They have a nice little yellow lab whatever type of dog that is <laughs> just uh I, I really don't i don't know what kind of dog it is. i don't know about dogs he, he's not a terrorist i know that much even <laughs> though his name is isis let's take a look i'm gonna on the old google machine okay i'm googling isis is not necessarily a great thing to do <laughs> isis downton abbey would be the way to go about no, that no i just think isis and isis membership <laughs> labrador retrievers okay so that's easy yeah it's a very noble dog but very very much sets the tone for the episode with the the thunderous you know uh violins and everything going and then it carries on to the beginning of the episode it's very it's, it's iconic 
It is, yeah. It is, I mean, it is a great theme song. It is. I think it's a theme song, in, in this day and age with streaming, mm-hmm. do you skip it or do you play it every episode? I watch it every episode. Because there's some shows, Orange is the New Black, automatic skip. But the only thing with those, those shows is like the song stops immediately after the credits, whereas this one carries into the episodes. Like, That's oh. true. It is very much part of the theme. Yeah. Like some shows, not worth listening to every week. This one... I could I could binge it and every time I'm waiting for that. <laughs> oh, also, you gotta see Laura Linney at the beginning to know oh, yeah. watching quality so we TV. Got some, we got some masterpiece theater coming. Oh yeah, <laughs> Linney, hit us up. We're still waiting to hear from you. We haven't heard back yet. Love to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Is Laura Linney a fan? Do you think of this podcast or oh, Downton Abbey? <laughs> well, Downton Abbey first, and the Lords of Grantham second. Oh, you you know she's a fan of that show. Do you I think don't... she she had nothing to do with it with that intro? Do you think honestly? Of the people that watch Downton Abbey, yeah, how many people know Laura Lenny from her film work versus Down Masterpiece Theater <laughs> introduction? I'd say half and half. That's that's a huge percentage to just know you for for one thing. It's because she disappears in the roles, man. She's yeah. just so good. She's, she's a great that actor. good. John Adams miniseries, you know, she's great in that. She's Laura Lenny. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. Yeah. And uh, anything else from the episode? Um. I did have a couple more notes. I don't really know how they will apply. It has been a little time since we watched this episode, and like as we've been talking about, the highlight is uh, getting confronted about being a juggler and injecting a, a peasant with adrenaline. Yeah. Matthew mm-hmm. does not like this life, but when he sees Mary for the first time, that dude's face, he's like, oh man, that's okay. I don't know. I read his reaction. It's like, yeah, she's pretty. That, that, that'll, that'll work out. But he's such a guy of his ways. You definitely see some reservations because he's just not ready to, to change himself. Actually, I take that back. Looking at my notes, I know what I meant to say. What? Which was, there's a scene where Isabel and Matthew are like trash talking the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And Lady Mary walks in. Yeah. And she's got a top hat on. I'm holding out my laptop because I have it brought up. And she's wearing a top hat and like riding gear. She looks like Willy Wonka. She she looks kind of like Sherlock Holmes would dress. She looks like yeah, Sherlock Holmes and and Willy Wonka in a in a blender. Mm-hmm. And lady or cousin Matthew is like. Are you talking about the way we live? And he's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's getting him off his guard. Yeah, I mean she is she is pretty. But I think I think he corrects himself pretty quickly though, like you know. He course corrects, but yeah, she heard what he said. Right, that, she knew what he said. I like the look of my cousin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it time? I think it's time for the power rankings. Time for the power rankings. Yeah, let's start at the bottom. Let's start with the bottom number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Mosley at number three. Well, we're holding hands on this one. I have him on this number three. It's because it's, it's just like Matthew just keeps telling him, like, what are you doing here, man? Bro, get out of here. I don't need you. We didn't discuss that at the end of the episode, Matthew does sort of warm up to him. He extends the olive branch of like, yeah, you can pour me some tea. Okay, so, yeah. so And, and he's like, I, can you help me with this back? And Mr. Mosley's like, <coughs> yes, I'd love to. He's so overjoyed. He's like, wait, I, be asking I, I, I get to something. put a man's jacket on. Like, what a what a day. Good for you. So, yeah, you know, like, not an overall terrible episode, but mm-hmm. mostly a terrible episode with kind of a meh. Yeah. And who's your number two? My number two is Mr. Carson. Really? <laughs> okay. Because we, we, we didn't really put too much time into discussing it, but he spends a lot of the episode c- 
cowering from this guy. He's stealing food from the house. Oh, oh yeah, because that's what the guy's blackmailing him, right? He, yeah. He, he, make, he wants food, he wants this, he wants that. It's just kind of... It's low. Like, you even said it changes the way you, you think about him. Yeah, the fact that he's so ashamed of his juggling past, like, you're you're a new man, why should this drag you down? Uh, uh, yep, yeah, that, between that and, like, he, he does get redeemed, mm-hmm. but he overreacts. If he had just been honest, it's not disrespectful to, to you know... Yeah. Everybody experiments when they're young. Yeah, but that wasn't enough for him to be my number two. Uh, I had Matthew. Uh, just, okay. Yeah, everyone does not like him. He, like, not necessarily not like him. They're just like, what is this guy's deal? He doesn't hunt. Uh, he does ride. Uh, he works. Like, it's just like he just doesn't fit. He, in. He's getting he's getting called out for stuff that that have, he doesn't need to get called out for. No. Whereas Bates justifiably needs to be called out in the first episode because he's lame. Because he's he's the clown in that episode. Yeah. Uh, Matthew is just like he's getting side eye for no good reason here. I think. Uh, but that's why he's he's down in the power rankings. Mm-hmm. My number one on the bottom. Yeah. Fan favorite. Mm-hmm. The Dowager. Really. She gets put in her place. She does. Pretty, pretty cold. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. She, we, we're starting to see that although she is lovable and a fan favorite, mm-hmm. she is too controlling when perhaps she shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, she gets put in her place. She does not get Lady away. Isabel gets put in charge of the hospital at the episode. <laughs> and they're sharing responsibility. Such a quick she, rise to the right. She's a, it's lose, 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 lose for her. Yeah. And... I'm, you know, she'll rebound. She will certainly rebound. Right. But, but right now, it's number one down powering. Yeah, big old thumbs down. For me, uh, it's similar to last episode where I had the Duke. I don't know if I should actually, if it's fair to do this, but, I mean, it's another guest star that's number one for me. It's the oh. charming Char- Charlie. <laughs> cheerful Charlie. Cheerful Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, because he shows up expecting the, the carpet to be rolled out for him and Grantham to give him money, and he just gets put in his place again by Grantham. I think if you're put in your place by Grantham in an episode, you're, <laughs> there's a strong chance down. you're going to be at the lowest rung on the... Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm trying to, to make a little consistency in my my rankings of, like, we can see where this person charts as episodes go. That's true. But, you know, that's, that is, on a more pure level, that is absolutely fair because they're just like get out of here and we he pretty much does so, yeah <laughs> so now let's see the upside of uh the rankings of people right, are so going you, up you start this one uh i have grantham again I, I know last episode we have a number one uh he doesn't have as much to do in this episode because he's not involved he's just sort of a b character right he, he's not trying to swoon or win over matthew or whatever and uh yeah, he's pretty much just confused by what's going on. But again, him putting Charlie in his place—that was enough to put, is... keep him in my power rankings. Because you'd still know who's who's the boss of Down Abbey. Mm-hmm. My number three, mm-hmm. big thumbs up. Number three, it's a tie. Yeah, Anna and Mister Bates. Really, they're great utility players. They're <laughs> they're flex players in this one. They're doing their job. Yeah, they're swatting away glances. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. We can see there's something there. They're helping each other. Yeah, and then at the end, they're kind of what they're. If it wasn't for them, who knows what this cheerful Charlie would have done? He he, would have, he he comes in hot, and Bates and Anna are like he would have extorted more outright. From yeah, he's outright. Like they're just good people in that. Yeah. Well, uh, for, so for number two, I have uh, Isabel, uh, Lady Crowley, because uh, okay, she she's the head of a hospital ward now. Like, look at her; she came in out of nowhere. I know Matthew's going through tough times, but like, mom's doing good. Mom's doing fine. She's in a better place than she was five months ago. So all the credit to her. Number two. My number two is Lord Grantham. Really? So your number three is my number two. Yeah. I just think good, uh, you know, good keep, dude. Good keep, dude right now. Keeping everything in control. Yeah. 
standing up for his dude, Mr. Carson. I, I like your consistency in your power rankings. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he? He was like number one last yeah, week for me. Us. Yeah. Uh, for me, number one is Carson, actually. <laughs> number one? <laughs> yeah, man. He's my number two, number two on the bottom. He's your number one on the top. Because where he ends up by the end of the episode. He's, he, a, he's a curmudgeon the whole episode. I don't. I can't agree with as, that. As much as it changes my perspective on Carson, I'm delighted to know that he has this ridiculous past. But it's negative. It negatively affects... You said it neg- negatively affects yeah. his character. But at the same time... You look at where he is now compared to where he was before, I think he's in a better place and all the more power to him. This is a, a good for him to move along. He, he's not going to have anything holding him down. So, uh, well, that's, he shot, I guess he shot that's up fa- the rankings. He, he, uh, he rises like a phoenix, assumedly. Yeah. Exactly. So, crappy episode, <laughs> Yeah. assuming things are going to be good for him. Exactly. So, that, I disagree with your logic on that. All right. But my number one was your number two. Okay. It's Isabel. Yeah. She has a, a great episode. She saved a man's life. She saves a man's life. She she doesn't embrace this lavish lifestyle that they mm-hmm. want her to. She becomes the numero uno at the hospital. Yeah. It's just like win-win for her. Right. If it's lose-lose-lose for the Dowager, it's win-win-win for she gets to Isabel. eat at Down Abbey and get a good meal. <laughs> good for her. You know, she can have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Get a hot meal. <laughs> Hang with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. well... That's episode two. That's episode two. That was um, an interesting one. Less yeah. questions this time around. But the, the next episode promises big things. Big, big things. Be ready. It's, oh, be ready. All right, we'll catch you next time on The Lords of Grantham.